All right, I'm ready. Excuse me. Here we go. This is it. We're rolling. This is episode 256 of No Laugh Track Podcast. We're here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, sitting on the stage. Uh, Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. As always, check them out. They're doing shows around town, Midwest, and such. Uh, I am, my name is Justin Severson. I don't know if I said that yet, but uh, I'm here with my guest this week. It is, uh, I think it's her first time at Acme, definitely the first time on this podcast. I'd remember that. Emma Willman is here. What's up? It is my first time at Acme. It is your first time it's at Acme. It's my first time. Okay. And thank you for saying you would remember if I was on before. <laughs> I liked how you said that. I would remember that. <laughs> I mean, 256, but my goodness, if I'd forgotten that. I Congratulations. Should, I should That's up. a lot of episodes. Uh, thank you. That's I th- a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. One a week for like five years now. And Good for you. I did. Let's just start off with this right here. When did you start comedy? Okay, I started comedy. I need a year. Give me a year. Oh, God. I'm so bad at the year because, one, my memory sucks. <laughs> That's fine. Two, I'm kind of an idiot. And then three, it's really murky because my timeline is, it's like I graduated college and there was, it was the year after I graduated. And then it was a year after I graduated. And then I was trying to invent something. I was working a sales job trying to invent something and that didn't work out. And then I went and watched a comedy show and that was like the first time I had seen live comedy and then I got like really drunk and went to an open mic like once a month for about six months. So that was when I started, but it wasn't like starting. Sure. That was when I I can I need to just make up an answer to this, so I just have to get off the top. That was 2010. Okay. When I graduated. And then I started, but it was like not where I was going out to open mics all the time. There was a there's a couple months where I was that drunk. Once once a month, and it was my friend's poetry open mic. It wasn't even a comedy open mic. Mm. And I thought, this is it. I mean, I was I was the only comedian, quote, um, <laughs> comedian in quotes. Attempting. And then where I really was like, oh my God, I actually, I went from doing those open mics to entering a comedy competition at a comedy club. Okay. So that did not go well yeah. because I was like, I got like an, two hours of material. Like, this is great. I'm just like drunk at a poetry open mic telling stories to people I knew who were like, oh, my <laughs> okay, God. I mean, it was a, it was just a total not an actual comedy open mic. Mm-hmm. And then when I entered that competition, I saw the other people on it. You know, people that actually it was an amateur competition, but it was people that actually did comedy. Yeah. And it was so brutal. That's when I was like, oh, this is a thing and a language and a discipline. <laughs> and I was so naive about the process, which I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of people don't know that comics practice what they say over and over again. Now I forget that. I assume everyone knows that this is stuff not off the top. Right. But when I started to like really notice that, I was like, oh, this because I didn't watch a lot of comedy growing up at all. Interesting. I was like, this is a language how do I learn this language? Then I started taking comedy classes, and then I really started doing it in Boston. Okay. And then I, it was two years later, I went back, I won first place in that competition. Oh, nice. Yes. 
Nice. Yeah, uh, I will say that I bring, you know, I've gone to, I come to shows. I'm not a comedian. I don't know if you've. Oh, good for you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I've never performed on this stage other than hosting this podcast. Congratulations. It's the only stuff I've done on this stage. Congratulations on not being a comedian. Yeah, thank you. Seriously. Uh, I'm just a huge fan who had a radio job and got connected to Acme. That's how I ended up here. That's hosting great. Hosting this podcast. So I love I'm meeting... one of the few that's not, I'm hosting a comedy podcast who, and I'm not a comedian. I love that. Yeah. I right. love it when someone's not a comedian. Comedian. I'm not. I'm like, ah. And then the second you're like, with say you're at like a wedding and you're like vibing with someone and then they're like, oh, da-da-da wants to be a comedian. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> now it's all ruined. <laughs> I don't know why that is because yeah. I do have some good comedian friends, but for some reason... <laughs> It feels like I got like hoodwinked or something. Sure, sure. I don't know why that is. So I was going to say that I, I, I will bring other non-comedians here who don't come as often as I do. And it just happened uh, a few months ago. I brought some people to come see Jake Johansson. And they're nice. like, and they're fans of his from seeing him on TV at other, uh, over the years. And they were like, he came up with that stuff right on the spot. I know he did. There's, there's those pauses. There's no way. I'm like, you guys... He's like been doing this forever. He's that's he's that good that he yeah. makes you think he's coming up with that right now. But he did probably like close to the exact same thing the night before, the week before, and whenever and you know since he started doing that joke, they're not. He didn't just come up with that out of nowhere. Probably, it's, it's a pause that I I got to be with Louis C.K. for like eight days. I got to open for him for eight days. Oh, and talk about a pausing master. I would watching him and he would say something like literally he would have little nuances where it would be like backtracking what he had said, like setting it up like what he said was a mistake. And then he just thought of something about that. And the way he would recreate that, I was like, wow, I wow, I hadn't it was just so masterful. It took me seeing it three times before I was like, holy shit, he's meaning to do that. And that's me as a comedian knowing that uh-huh, so uh-huh. that's how good some people can get it down that's really cool were you doing theaters with him yes oh wow yes big big like six thousand people the most people i've ever been in front of it was yeah how was that it was awesome it was um i would only do six minutes seven minutes so it wasn't doing a really long set very short yeah uh and it was great because they were down to see you know, they're Louis C.K. fans, so they're there to see, you don't need to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm friends with his other opener, his regular opener, a guy named Joe List. Oh, yeah. So I have no Joe, and then Joe kind of gave me the rundown okay. of it. Were your friends disappointed when they found out he said the same thing? Uh, no. They almost looked at me like, bad, whatever. Okay. Because yeah. I get worried about that. No, in fact, actually, I told them that, and they were like, yeah, whatever. And then a few days <laughs> later, I saw a few of them, because uh, I work with some of these guys, and they're like, yeah, we listened to the podcast, because I brought it up to him. I was like, you got to hear this. These guys think, you know, I was congratulating him, like, right. on how well you're doing your act, man. You were a good pauser. Yeah. And, uh, and then when he backed up what I was saying, I was like, see? Right. See, I know. I knew what I was talking about. I, I, I get so self conscious about like if i see someone that's come before i'll be like just so you know i might say some of the same same stuff and they're like okay yeah but i will go out of my way to say that i don't know what my problem is they don't give a shit they'll get over or you'll get over that eventually. or they're also kind of like what okay also me saying i might that's just a total lie like i (laughs) i should say i'm telling you right fucking now (laughs) i'm gonna say some of the same things yeah prepare 
So I lie about me. It's just a whole weird psych. I don't know what the psychology is there. <laughs> I love it. How? Uh, let's see. Today's we were trying to figure out what day it is. It's this weird holiday week. So it's like everybody's confused on what day it is. I'm, I'm not the only one. Um, but it's Thursday. Thursday. As we're recording this. You perf- your first night was last, last night, night. Wednesday. Yes. I came in Wednesday. Easy flight from New York, which I always appreciate when something's like a smooth travel situation that's lovely so i came in uh, around 2 p.m and then we had the show at 8 p.m and it was a good crowd there's probably like i think there's about like 200 people maybe oh yeah um i'm always bad at guessing that but i didn't see the light so i did about an hour but i was planning on doing 45 minutes because i didn't see the light oh you missed the light which usually i'm very i had a i had an experience once where I didn't see the light and on a show and Jerry Seinfeld was waiting to go up. Oh, no. I know. Did, did he know that you missed the light? <sighs> I had just moved to New York. <laughs> so probably most people that are listening are like comedy savvy. So, you know, you get the light when it's time to get off. It's yep. either a one minute light, two minute light. Or if you're doing a long set, maybe five minute light. I was new to New York. I was doing a show, a new talent show at Gotham Comedy Club. And I was on stage and I knew where the light was. And then before I went up, the manager said, be careful about the time because Jerry Seinfeld might stop in. So I said, oh, oh my God. And then then I never saw the light. There were lights. I, it was blinking, but I didn't see it because there were all these other lights. And then they just left it on. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, they're having me stretch because Jerry Seinfeld's not here yet. I went like 10 minutes over and he was like waiting. Oh, no. <laughs> he probably didn't care, but I was so mortified that usually I'm like really anal retentive about it. So I was surprised that I didn't. But there wasn't a second show, so it was no big Oh, that's good. No big deal. That's good. Yeah. Did you stick around and watch Jerry? Oh, yeah. I did, but I, then I ran away. I mean, <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm fired from the business. You he could have give, He could have cared less, probably. You didn't stick around for the photo op afterwards? No, I never do that. I never go up and get a picture. I've never done that. Really? Is, should I be doing that, you think? You, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. I mean, you must follow other comics, like on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, all I don't the time. know. Like, Kevin Hart drops by the, you know, at the cellar in New York. Like, Kevin Hart's been dropping by, and I would see other comics do that. I don't know. I just want to give them their space. I'll really try to be like, they're just a person, and then just stick it at that. Yeah. Like, maybe if it was a singer, then I would do that. But... Actually, I asked someone for a photo op once and they said no. I asked Cuba Gooding Jr. I was at a bar in the West Village and I was kind of drunk with my friend yeah. from college. And she was like, it was her birthday. And she goes, there's Cuba Gooding Jr. I was like, no way. Look over. It's him. So I like sauntered up to him and was like, hey, can I get a picture? And he said, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. And he said, it's like two in the morning. I'm drunk. I'm just trying to enjoy my life. Please, no pictures. Oops. And I said, oops. Oops. So I don't ask anymore. Yeah, yeah. It could have gone another way where you were drunk, he's kind of drunk, and then it's like you, you could have been like instant best friends, too. I know you you're know? right. you got to try. It could have gone that way. I'm into that. Yeah. You've got to try. It could have gone that way. I had a weird, you just reminded me of this, I had a weird thing back let's say 20 years ago, I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings and a guy that played for the Minnesota Vikings at the time mm. was in there at the same time waiting for some takeout. And <laughs> and he, his name's Robert Smith. And 
You know the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, yes. right? Uh, he is a fan of that show, and I knew that back like 20 years ago. That, that he, they put him on an episode once. He was such so you a, had a nugget. celebrity fan. Yeah, right. so I'm like, I got, an, I got this nerdy thing that I love, and this guy likes it. I got an in. Like, I'm going to just go over and say hi and ask him for like, an autograph or something. He couldn't have been more rude. Oh, and, no. Like, completely blue. There was no one. There was even like a, like a partial wall what blocking us. What did you say to us. him, though? I think I said, hey, uh, hey, Robert, I'm a big fan. I saw you on Mystery Science. Can I get an autograph? It was pretty Great much opening. that. Great yep. Pretty much that. And he just was like, no, no. And like turned his back to me, took a couple steps and sat down and like put his back. I was like, okay, fine. But the strangest thing about that is that just about two weeks ago, I'm working with a friend of mine and he starts telling me that story as if it's his. And I didn't correct him. Like he actually thought it happened to him? Yes. Or maybe a similar thing happened to him? Uh, no, it was like word for word my story oh, telling it town. back to me. Yeah. That's some. Cr- Does he work in radio too? No. Oh, no. that's some. Cr- yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't correct him. I just went, no kidding. Yeah, really? Wow. And then what happened? Oh, psych, I know. That was me. <laughs> I always wonder too if someone's just having a bad day. So I'll try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But there's definitely a way to like, because Cuba, Gooding, he was not. He wasn't really mean to me. He was just like, are you serious right now? He appealed on a very human level. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, inappropriate. And I was like, ah. You didn't come up and do the, like, show me the money line or anything? No, like, I didn't. Yeah, see. And I was looking at him really funny because I was, like, trying to verify that it was him. Sure. And he was just, like, looked like he was really just trying to get a beer with his buddy. Of course, that could have gone really badly if it was just like a oh, black guy. Oh, just another guy. black guy. I know. <laughs> yeah, right? I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to please God. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. Please, not, no. Not good. So uh, is it your first time in? No, I know it's not your first time in Minnesota because I saw, I didn't hear it, but I saw what you did uh, earlier this year. Prairie Home Companion. Prairie Home Companion. Yes. And let me tell you something. Was that I, your first trip to Minnesota? That was my first trip to Minnesota. I love it here. It's so beautiful. It's so, I mean, I haven't seen like a bunch of areas, but I went around St. Paul when I did Prairie Home Companion, which is a show on NPR. And I had remembered when I was a kid, my parents would play it and I would be so annoyed because I just at the time thought it was boring. So yeah. I'd be like, oh. Ditto. Ditto. This guy's voice, and he talked really slow, and I was just like, please, can we listen to, like, some god-awful whatever I wanted to hear? Right. And my parents would be like, no, it's Prairie Home Companion time. So I, then I kind of forgot about that, and then when I got asked to do it, I was like, I know that name, Prairie Home Companion. And then I told my dad, and he was through the moon. Yeah. I mean, this was the most to, – to them, this is, that was the high point. That's when I became a comedian to my parents. This year? When I did Prairie Home Or was Companion. it last year? Was it early this year? I did year? it like five months ago. Yeah. Like they were like, that's it. <laughs> and my dad and stepmom came and watched the show and they were so pumped up about it. Wow. And there's like a new host. Yeah. He was, re- he was awesome. But then I watched the show when I was on it. It's really good. Like it was funny. The sketches were really funny. He's a great singer. He's, you know, when you see someone, you're like, you're so, how are you so talented at so many things? Mm-hmm. Like it was weird almost. It was suspicious. He's, so, he's, a, he's an amazing singer. He was really funny. He was really kind. And he was a really good host. So I don't know what his dark side is, yeah, right. but it's got to be a doozy. Because <laughs> he was amazing. 
there's probably someone out there digging and looking for it. Yeah, there's yeah. something. He was really, he was incredible. Chris Thiel? Thiel. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, that's he, really cool. Yeah, He made it, me a fan of the show. That's neat. Yeah, my... Uh, my dad was a huge fan of the Garrison, Garrison Keillor, Keillor version yeah. of the of that show. Uh, the, yeah, the biggest. He used to record it on like the. Ra- this is uh, this makes me seem super old, but um, <laughs> my dad would record the shows on a like portable cassette player, like set it He'd down in it front next. of oh, the yeah. boombox to listen to it. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, if those tapes well, I used still to exist. do that. <laughs> I used to do that when you, something comes on the radio yeah. and then you're like, oh my God, I got to get that song. And then you start it. Uh-huh. And then when you listen to the tape back, you can hear yourself like <laughs> yeah. smushling around. The DJ just kind of talking over right. the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, that's really cool. I listened. So I watched your set on that because thankfully mm. they posted it. They did. Yeah. Good. Really yes. good. Thank you. Yeah. I felt like the thing I always kind of struggle with is being like, okay, when do I address how I look? Because in a perfect world, I would like to like not even like I'd like to just kind of go into it. But sometimes if I don't make fun of how I look, there can be a tension. And I've people have been like, is that in your head? And I've done this enough now where I'm like, no, it's a very clear okay. relief thing. So with that, I was like, I'm just going to not even do it but i think the first two jokes it was fine and then i alluded to how i looked through saying i came out to my mom and there was definitely like a pop where it seemed more comfortable (laughs) and then i switched gears but i remembered that very specifically with that set so if you watch in the first minute it's like two or three jokes in i say then i say about coming out to my mom yeah and then people get more comfortable and that's something that that's always tough because I always I don't want it to seem like talking about how I look or like sexuality is like the main thing I'll talk right. about. But then if I don't if sometimes if I just don't address it, it can get weird. So I don't know the right way to play it, but I'm that's something I'm very conscious of. Uh, you were in front of probably the most liberal uh, audience on the planet, <laughs> so <laughs> that helped. <laughs> it does, but you know I do a lot of colleges in the South, and it's the same thing. I mean, they're really. They'll be just as, like, open to that. It's like I just have to say something about how I look. I wonder if they're almost wondering in there. I don't know what what it is, but I've, I've noticed that at least eight out of ten times If once I make address how I look. But if I do it right up top, sometimes it can be weird because then they'll be like, oh, this, it's too much. Right. So if if people knew – if, like, more people more people were familiar with me, I think I would actually start with – Something much have not you ever, about how I look. Like, since you brought this up, like, have also, you... please look at a picture of me. I'm not super weird looking. I just, <laughs> no, no, I'm no. describing my. I just have short blonde hair, <laughs> and I'm a little androgynous, so that's what it is. Not that there's any problem with being kind of weird looking. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you... And it could be in my head. I'm open to feedback because sometimes you'll see people that are, are like. Re- I was talking to a comic who's really heavy. He was like, "Ah, oh, I gotta." you know dress how i look and i was like i don't think you do and he was like if i don't mention being fat in the first three minutes i feel like they're looking at me like does he not know he's fat and i was like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, i don't know the answer to that yeah i don't know i think he's right i think people do do that yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i was like they know you're fat you're huge yeah i didn't say that to him (laughs) do you ever uh like when uh, when this happens and like let's say you are doing a college do you have do, do students then maybe like the you know 
Does anybody come up to you afterwards and be like, I'm so glad that you addressed that or I'm gay and I was wondering or. Um, yes. Well, this was what the weirdest thing was. There was this one school I did in Texas and I got all these messages. I got different messages from students afterwards being like, I'm gay. And I was like, oh, like, so what I did after, since I got more than two, I went to the student resource website and i just copy pasted and sent it to him and then one student was like would you want to meet up and have a drink later and i was like no (laughs) and you shouldn't ask adults if if an adult says yes to that they're very inappropriate yes i turned into such an old person i I was like no 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 i was like no 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 don't no 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 like yeah (laughs) good good for you for being uh aggressive i guess but like no 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 can you even drink? I was like, inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm, they, I'm glad yeah. you think I had fun there and I'd fit in, but... Uh, yeah, eh. was, my friend Robin came with me to a school in Vermont, and she opened for me at it, and afterwards these guys came up to her and were like, you know, do you want to hang out, come party with us? And she was like, no. And then they looked kind of offended, and then she blamed it on me. She was like, Emma wouldn't want to. And uh. I was like, don't make me the bad guy. Sure, I'd love to come, but we just can't go to your dorm room and party right. with you legally. <laughs> I guess some comics do do that, though. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I'm sure you have as well. I go out after a bar, but not with students. I don't even – now I'm – I don't know. Now I, now I don't go out much afterwards. I'll kind of like go home, write, sit, think – Talk on the phone to someone. How about the but, show last night here? Did you stick around for a few I, minutes? Yes, I talked to the other comics. Sometimes I'll go out and like talk to... I like to go out and talk to people that were at the show. But then last night, I felt like they had seen enough of me because I did, cause I did, did about an hour. hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to the um, other comics on the show. And there was a girl who lived in New York that lives here now. So we caught up. So that was nice. Oh, cool. But normally, yeah, I like to kind of like talk to people. I don't sell any merch, um, but I know a lot of comics make a point to do that. Right, right. Do you have a record? I don't. I I have a show on Sirius XM where I take new albums and we put them into rotation. And I was going to do an album and then I just kept pushing the date back. And what I think I'm going to do now is I'm going to take 20 or 30 minutes and just put it on Sirius so I wouldn't be selling that after shows, but I would just release it on Sirius. Oh, okay. Um, but I was thinking of, I, I've been thinking about that with an album. And I've gotten into comedy albums because of the Sirius show. I always listen to the albums that we'll have on. Yeah. Not always, actually. <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> you know whose album I heard that I loved? And he's a, did he start here? Chad Daniels? Oh, yeah. He started here? Uh-huh. Loved his album. One of the best. So funny. Yes. Yes. And when I was talking to him, I was like, your album was great. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, I mean that. But I couldn't say because I don't normally listen to the albums. And so. Oh, you had you did have him on the show. We had him on the show. And I, I heard him because I was driving around and I heard him on Sirius XM. He had another album. And I was like, man, this guy's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he has several And then when we had him on, he was, I just thought he was, it's always nice to discover like a gem like that. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, a lot of times I'll listen to one or two tracks. That's what I couldn't say on the air. I couldn't say, oh, I only listened to one. But his album, I listened to the whole thing. And I was, man, he's a funny dude. Yeah. 
He's he's really good. He's been on this podcast five, six times. Yeah, they're all some of my favorites. He's, yeah, he's hilarious. Just yeah, I really like them a lot. I uh, just on my drive over here, I was listening to Sirius XM and nice. uh they were playing a clip. I'm just going to give him a little plug here. Kostaki. Oh, yeah. He was on my show. And I know because I saw that he was on your show. Yeah. yeah. And my buddy Aaron did his shout out to Aaron Hodges, did Kostaki's album. He was the programmer at Raw Dog. So he would pick all the clips that got played. And he was there for a long time, left, started his own record label. That was the first album. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if anybody's, uh, if, you know, people who listen to this podcast, you know who Kostaki is. He's been on many times too. One of the nicest, funniest guys. So nice. And his new album is out, and it's live. It's I think it's called Live at Acme or Live from Acme. I'm an idiot. I didn't even put that together. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, I was. I just. I actually. I was. Gonna, of course. I, I assumed that you were gonna that that came up, and you were like, "I'm gonna be there." Of course, no, because I interviewed him a little. I think I interviewed him before I had the date oh, set to books? come. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, his album was great. Yep, filmed here or recorded here. Absolutely. This is a good place to do an album. Great sound. Yeah, quite it. Uh, quite a few people have. I, you're, you're, you should. I mean, you're welcome to. There's, there's no doubt. I'm working on it. <laughs> How did you? Uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about that show. How often does that go out? So that shows once a month. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and the reason it's once a month is because we take an album and then put it under rotation so they get submitted tons and tons of albums but it makes it just a little bit more special if we will feature usually three albums a time and then one of those albums will really get played but throughout the day throughout the Sirius XM in general so once they go through once they get into rotation kind of featured on the show then they'll go into the rotation on Raw Dog. Oh, okay. And then they're just like in the mix. Okay. But from doing that, I started host co-hosting a morning show on Fridays called Wake Up with Taylor. Yeah. And that's on the Stars Network. And it's very different from the comedy show. Okay. I'm co-hosting and it's like a pop culture show. And it's really fun. I've gotten really into it. Yeah. This tagline is, hey girl, hey. When I first heard her do that i was like i'm never saying that hey girl hey i was like i would never never now i've been doing it every friday for a bunch of months and i i ham it up i'm so into it i just love the i love the listeners on it so now i'm like hey girl hey i've gotten hey girl hate in the street i was just gonna ask you that (laughs) awesome i'm saying things like rose all day like i've turned into real basic but i like really I don't know. I've embraced Morning radio, it. I'm not doing it anymore, but it can really dumb you down. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Well, it's a good fit for me then. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like in my wheelhouse. Uh-huh. And then you can be like, oh, I was early. I didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, so I have fun. I oh, like no. doing that. Yeah, morning mornings can be a lot of silly fun. Yeah. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Okay. Are you doing it tomorrow? No, because I'm since I'm here. But okay. when I'm in the city, I'll do it. It's based. It tapes in New York. Oh, so you have to actually get up, drive in to the studio. It's and... in. It's about. Uh, it's in Manhattan. I live in New York, so it's not that. F- I, it takes me like twenty minutes yeah. to get there. But yeah, getting up. It's not that. It's not that bad. It's easier. I find to get up like super early than it is. Like I would prefer to have to be there at six a.m. than like nine a.m. Really? I don't know why. Because it's like I'm just up. You get a nap in later. They take a nap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty much mandatory when you have to. Get you got to take a nap. Yeah. How did you? So they they liked what you were doing, or how did that happen? It happens. I, the guy who is the head of pro, the, the head of programming at Rod Dog, Aaron, passed my name on when they were looking for guest co-hosts. 
And I actually just read Kevin Hart's book. And he was just talking a lot about persistence in it. And that this definitely was from persistence because I went in, guest hosted, and they mentioned they were looking for regular guest hosts. So I was like, anything you need, let me know. I'd love to be in the mix. Left it at that. And then they would have me come in guest host. So I'm going in for free at 6 a.m. in there, you know, doing that for a few months. And then they said, hey, that we think we can make you a regular co-host. I said, great. Go in. Did a meeting. This woman was like, we want you to be the regular co-host. I said, great. I always try to not get excited until it's official. I got excited. <laughs> and then I didn't hear from them. And I was like, what the hell happened? And then I didn't talk to them for a while. And then we got some tweets like, you know, is Emma not co-hosting anymore? Luckily, I didn't tweet back anything like, <laughs> but what happened was the woman who was the head of the network at that time left. And she was like, I'm not sure about because I wondered if it was. I don't know who know it could have been a million things. So she wasn't sure about it. And then when she left, then like right away, they were like, we want to have you back in. And then I became the regular one but it is kind of like being persistent and then also what something might not happen right when you think it will but if you keep on pushing for it and being open to it and being professional about it it can come through Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe you weren't expecting sure yeah yeah being professional is a good (laughs) is good yes did you, uh, what's t- Taylor, you said, is the other? Taylor Strecker. She's the host. She's what's her doing, story? She's been doing morning radio for 10 years. Okay. So I read her bio before I went in, and it said that she was discovered at a bar in Ithaca, New York. So when I read that, I was like, that's bullshit. Like, she, her parents must know someone. No one's discovered at a bar. Then I, when I went in, the second she started talking, I was like, oh, my God, she was discovered at a bar in Ithaca, New York. She's so, she's just so good. She's so morning radio, like super high energy, knows everything about pop culture. I was like, yep, she was discovered at a bar. No doubt in my mind. If I was at a bar and I heard her talking, I'd be like, you need a morning radio show. And I don't even know anything about morning radio. (laughs) So she was basically went to college and then I guess was at a bar in Ithaca and someone that worked at Sirius was there. If you heard her talk, you'd be like, okay, I can see that. It sounds far out. Like, I really didn't believe it. And then when I left that morning, I was like, yep. So which station is it on? 109. 109. I'm gonna, now i got to look this up. I, I think it's the Woman's Network. Is that what Stars is? Whatever uh, that means. We get guy listeners that call in, and I love it when yeah, they do. Yeah, I want to check it out. I don't, I'll admit, I don't go past, like, much past 103. Do you like pop culture? Three, four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do I? I? You know what? I end up soaking that stuff in and so i guess that's like i don't ignore it uh yeah yeah i like pop culture i don't the first thing when you ask me the first thing that pops into my head is that means i like watch the kardashians or something but it's like no i i don't like them i don't watch that show but do i pay attention to what's going on yeah right i do yeah we forget that like politics is pop culture now true yeah no kidding yeah yeah, I have uh, you know I have two daughters, so that keeps me kind of in the loop. Now I you know get a touch of what a nine and eleven year old girls are into, which is a lot different than yep. guys <laughs> my age. Uh, yeah, so you get a feel for a lot of this stuff. And I did radio for a long time, so I was like part of my job. Yeah, I had it's to just know coming at you. Yeah, and I didn't care. Now I am like interested in it because I'll be like, wait, what's going on at the, with the Bachelor? 
Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe I asked that, but I really want to know. Uh huh. So I like, I'll get into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, and I, I'll even, it's not my job anymore. I don't need to know that stuff, but I do like, I'll, if there's a new sitcom, I will watch it once just to That's be. That's so smart. Just to be like, well, I saw it. That's at least I, so smart. I have some opinion. That's what I do with books. Yeah. I'll read like the back of the book, <laughs> and then I can, and I'm, I, I can, then I can talk about it. That's so smart to do with sitcoms because I never watch any sitcoms. Yeah, I don't watch many, but and I, I did you see Big Little Lies? Uh, like one episode. Not a sitcom <laughs> at all. It's yeah. a, it's about a domestic abuse. It's not a sitcom, but that was really, I loved that. No, we just finished. My wife and I just binged the uh, most recent season of Orange is the New Black. I haven't seen that since first season. I auditioned for the role of Ruby Rose on it. Ruby? Oh, yeah. really? I had an audition for that. That was the, uh, did Australian woman yeah. or something? She's like a model? Yeah. Or, yeah, she got that. Okay. Yeah, I had, when I got the audition for it, I had just started going on acting auditions. And I was pumped. And I did the audition, and I think in the breakdown, they'll say, you know, a breakdown is like kind of like a loose thing of what they're looking for, but they said they wanted the character to be um, cute and funny. And I was like, well, I'm kinda, I'm kinda, I can be kind of cute. And then when, they, when I saw her picture, I was like, oh, they mean like cute. <laughs> Not like, oh, oh, there's pudding on your shirt, cute. They, they mean like, oh, she Whoa. has social media followers just to look at her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Real, real cute. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I went in. So And they had the script in the audition was word for word what they ended up using in one of the scenes. Oh. So I was out somewhere, and then I heard those lines on the TV, and I whipped around and was like, oh, my God, like, I auditioned for that, and that those were the words. And I see why she got it. <laughs> you, she's that's she's that's a high standard for cute. That's for sure. Well, it only would have lasted one season anyway. Yeah, if you would have done this because she's long gone now. Oh, she is. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, long gone. Yeah. I nope. don't want to say good, but <laughs> that's what they get. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a one season contract. Is probably what she got. Are you, is there anything you're going to go check out in Minnesota while you're here? You have any time? I want to go on Saturday. I wanted to go by the waterway. Which is in St. Paul, but I'm open to suggestions. I walked all around looking for a phone charger the other day, so I got a little bit of a view. Okay. What's the what would you say if there's one thing that someone should check out? Oh boy, I mean, if it's nice out, you know, and you just go by any of the lakes. It's so nice out here. I get. I completely understand why people live here, and I mean that. Like, I really like Chicago. I like L.A. I like San Francisco. I, I, I like San Francisco. I love Portland, Maine. But I really see why people would live here. And I don't know what it is that's bringing that out me. But it's it's just so nice and clean. I've also only been here when it's warm. Well, that, that could that, be part that of it. That helps your opinion. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And there's just the people. It's a good mix of people. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Manageable size. Yeah, for sure. For sure, I uh, I could you know if we had like all day I could give break down all the places you want to avoid because of shitty traffic right now and construction because yeah. it's also you know construction season because the other half of the year is freaking frozen roads. And How everything. cold does it get here? 
Yeah, brutal. Okay. Because I'm from Maine. Yeah, I don't know anything about Maine. How cold does it get in Maine? Freezing. Okay. Brutal. It's so, people always think that I shouldn't mind the cold because I'm from Maine. I'm like, that's not how things work. Just because you're around something a lot doesn't mean you grow to like it. Oh, hell no. I was, I always, I told my friend, I was like, then my parents would still be together. And they're like. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. (laughs) Like, that's just not how you don't grow to love something Uh, uh like that. (laughs) <laughs> Maine is freezing. It's so beautiful in the summer. It's a whole different world from New York, though. I mean, it's like the country. It's a real, like, blue collar. There's Portland, Maine, which is a tiny city. And then where I grew up is like 2,000 people on the coast. Oh, okay. So, like, the big thing to do is we had a fair once a year, we had lobster boat races, which is pretty anticlimactic because lobster boats don't go very fast okay so it's just people like here they come (laughs) here they are there they go not a fast thing (laughs) we didn't have much going on we would go like off-roading blueberry picking people people would like drink a lot i think people get in more trouble i think in small towns than people picture yeah i grew up in saint paul so not a small town uh and i've Growing up and then, you know, leaving for college and meeting more people. And then you learn, you meet the people that are from the small towns of Minnesota. Yeah. that From what I gather, that's all they did was drink. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Friday night you drank. Saturday night you drank. Sunday night you drank. Monday night you drank. Yeah, okay. I and you got to drink so much that, that there's literally nothing to do becomes interesting. Uh-huh. So it's not like you're drinking to go out to a bar and you're at a bar or you're going to some event. It's like you're drinking until this snow pile is awesome. Right. That's what you're doing. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to make fun uh, we're going to we're going to make our surroundings fun. Exactly. We, no matter how much we have to drink. Yep. That that's very accurate. Uh we just had the 4th of July. What was the 4th of July like in Maine? The 4th of July in Maine is awesome. They have parades because that's something they can make an event out of. So they got big fireworks, parades, cookouts. I haven't been to Maine for the 4th of July for a couple years. This year, I actually, I took the whole day off. I didn't do shows at night, and I went jet skiing, which was like the time of my life. Oh, wow. Where? It was so fun. My friend, her dad lives in New Jersey and had some jet skis, so I went down with my girlfriend and my friend Mike and his girlfriend, but my girlfriend hated the jet skis. Oh, no. Hated. What part did she She was like, we're going to die. She's Italian, and she grew up in New York, and I'm not Italian and grew up in Maine, so we're very different. Yeah. And she's very, like, risk-averse with that stuff. She hated it. Oh, no. And I was like, this isn't what I was meant to do. <laughs> I was making sound effects even while the machine was going. Uh-huh. It already has an engine, but I was going, <laughs> Yeah. Like, really into it. And uh, she hated it. Did you have to share one, or was she on her own? We didn't share one because she hated it so much that she went with my... She got smushed between my friend... And my friend's girlfriend. So I guess we kind of intruded on that couple's moment for them. Yeah. But because they were on like a big safe jet ski so she could feel like safer. Funny. She did not want to go with with me. So my friend Mike, he let his girlfriend go on my jet ski. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Thanks, that, Mike. That's fun. Yeah. It was real. It was a good. It's good to take days off here and there because it's so easy to get sucked into the vortex of whatever. It's so easy to get so self-absorbed. I think in anything, but especially in entertainment or something where you are your business. Oh yeah, I've I try to combat that. Yeah, you got the full week here. What's next week? Next week, I'm going to Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. To do shows at Dick and Kathy's Comedy Den. 
Okay. And then after that, Dick and Kathy's. Dick and Kathy's. Have you been to Worcester? No, I have not. Real blue collar area. Uh, I like Worcester a lot. Um, and then the week after that, I don't even know. But I keep everything up to date on my website. Okay. EmmaComedy.com. Not EmmaWilman.com. Because I bought that and then I forgot the password. And I bought it for 10 years. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I can't get into it. <laughs> Who knows that password? Somebody knows it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know So what... wait a minute. So if you go to EmmaWilman.com, is there anything there and it's just not updated or I'll nothing? I'll check right now. I think there's, I think there's literally nothing. <laughs> oh, no. I bought it and I keep the same password for everything. Did not... For this, I'm checking to see what's on there right now. Please don't be something awful. <laughs> and then when I called them saying I couldn't get in, oh no, what happened was I bought it and I forgot that I had bought it. I think I did it one night when I was, I think, I don't drink anymore, but I think I had done it one night after I had like gone out, came home, bought EmmaWilman.com for 10 years, which is probably pretty expensive. <laughs> And then when I tried to register it, someone else had EmmaWilman.com. Oh. And I was like, what? Who has EmmaWilman.com? And then I called GoDaddy, and they were like, EmmaWilman.com was purchased by Emma Wilman for 10 years. And I was like, shit. Oh. And I was like, I'm Emma Wilman. How do I get in? Dismantle it. Change it. And then we couldn't. And I have no idea the password. So if you go to it now, there's nothing. So I just have EmmaComedy.com. There's no Emma Wilman. I saw that uh, you opened for uh, the Louis Louis Anderson, Minnesota's own. Yeah, Minnesota's own. He's got a lot of Minnesota pride too. Oh yeah, nice guy. I met him at um, I did something called Live at Gotham, and I met him at that. Oh, the TV show, right? The TV show in New York, and he was hosting it, and we talked a little bit there, and he was so nice, and he said, "You can ask me anything about the business," and. I caught, we talked like a week later and I said, what's a manager and an agent? And he said, maybe don't ask me about that. You can Google that. He, goes, he was like, ask me something that, and he was like, as you learn what those things are, you're going to, you don't want to waste your question <laughs> on <laughs> that. Okay. And he was totally right. Uh-huh. And then now that I know those things are, I'm like, that's what I was going to ask, like a comedy legend. Yeah. So... <laughs> That was very sweet of him and That's very awesome. Louie in that he was doing something really nice and giving me a great opportunity and then giving me another chance to kind of be like, yeah, you can do better than that. Oh, that's great. So I asked him, like, what's a great way to go about writing? And he gave me some writing exercises, which was really very nice of him. And that was years ago. And now we've just stayed in touch. And then I opened up for him at a casino maybe a month ago okay. in Lake Tahoe, which was fun. Yeah. And he and I and I've opened up for him other times too. But because of baskets, now his you know, he just won an Emmy. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh-huh. It's a true testament to just really growing and growing and he's such a good actor. Yeah. 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 I it's I'm I'm amazed at uh at his success now. I mean I'm not I'm I'm Happy, amazed only that uh, he's it's well-deserved, but I think back to, like, 10 years ago when he was coming into the radio station I worked at, and then, like, he wasn't in the situation he is now. He, How could you predict that? Yeah. Like, 10 years ago, if you had said, you know, you're going to win an Emmy as a woman, 
Yeah, right. Get the hell out of here. No, that that sounds insane. Uh You're going to win an Emmy playing your mom. (laughs) That sounds crazy. And he did it. He did it. You got to love Louie. I also watched your, uh, I found they have the whole uh, episode uh, you recently did At Midnight, and I yes. love that show, but I missed the one you were on, and I watched it last night. Oh, for some reason, I got so scared, I didn't know what you were going to say. Oh. I didn't. I don't even know what I have out there that just caused me so much panic. <laughs> I've, I seen, watched... I've seen that, too. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, I know what it is. There's this thing called Comedy Time TV that I did after I was doing comedy for like one year. Oh, is that like a Canadian thing or something? I don't know where it's at, but these guys came to New York, and they were like, just sign this paper, we'll give you $20, and we record you for five minutes, and you get to do a Friday show in New York. And I was like, sure, I'll sign anything. So I, I did that, and it's still up because you can't Oh yeah, you can't take it down. Didn't see that one. Good. At Midnight was awesome. And I, and I, I saw your tweets about it before I watched it, and I was like, oh, she's saying that she won the internet, but she's like behind this whole, she yes. must rally at the end. I need your, your the final joke thing. I know this isn't good for the listeners. I uh, They could look it up. I'll post it like on our Facebook page and people could see it. But your last, you know, they always end with the uh, with the big joke. Like, the okay, here's the thing. We'll give you, we'll go to commercial, come back, read everybody's. The funniest one wins, and then we reveal who it was. Yours was by far the best one. Thank you. Killed and it. You know what it was with that too? We, cause I, you get in there and you start like, you're like brainstorming all the jokes. I think I was, uh, I was like the most warmed up by the end. Oh, cause okay. at first I was in the beginning, I was like, it was the first time I had done the show. I felt like I was almost trying to be something I wasn't like, I was trying to write jokes like that I thought I should do for the show. Okay. And then by the end of it, that is something I would like really say. Yeah. So when he said, whose joke is at the end, he said, whose joke is that? I thought he said, who voted for that? Like, I thought he hated it. Oh, no. And was like, who voted for that? And oh, then no. everyone was silent. So then I raised my hand like, I did. And then they were like, yay! Oh, no. But I, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. I thought, because I, I said AIDS in it, that I thought it was like, who who voted for that? <laughs> and then, you know who I actually, I thought, both the two guys on it were awesome, but the guy that wrote on the show he, the he there I'm blanking on his name, but there was Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler, and Jordan Morris. Jordan, yeah, he should have won that the show because he's a writer on it, so he knows the whole. He was like so comfortable, and he was like vibing with Chris. And oh, then he's he, a writer on that. He's a show writer too? on the show. Oh, I didn't know that. I know him from that podcast. That he, he was aw- he was great. Ah, and then Dolph and I like were catching up towards the end, like we were getting more comfortable, but. Right in the beginning, we were like, whoa, this guy, like him and Chris go way back. And then it was like, oh, he's a writer on the show. Oh, okay. Did you, when you found out that there was going to be a wrestler, were you like, what's the connection here? Did you know that he's a big comedy nerd? No. I thought it was just super random. Yeah. He's, he was really funny, like on and off camera. He said he was like, yeah, I'm a wrestler, but I just kind of do it, you know, because I love it, but I, it's like my day job. And I was like, oh, yeah, you don't need to explain yourself to me. Like, I was like awesome man whatever and then i googled him and i was like holy crap he's a, a real deal wrestler i didn't know he was as popular as he was yeah yeah uh i don't really watch too much wrestling these days i'm familiar with him somewhat but i'm definitely more familiar andy kindler is the first one that told me about dolph ziggler really being a wrestler that's a comedy fan and that was like three years ago that's so funny isn't that's that so weird. random completely yeah 
he definitely because he's been tweeting at midnight for mm-hmm. a long time, but he's got like two million followers. Yeah. Um, he was really he was cool. Very good looking guy. He looks like a movie star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very he's like ripped. He had a man bun, but it was like super cool. He was cool looking. <laughs> a cool man bun. Cool. It really was. I was like, I get it <laughs> when he did it. I was like, I get it now. Is there? Uh, do you have any? Oh, I, we should talk about that. You did also also done the uh, Colbert. Yes, I did Colbert. So the Booker saw me at a place called the Comedy Cellar. I've been there. What a blessing that she saw me at a live show. Because what happens is comics like we work on getting a five minute set to submit, and by and large, just drawing from the comedians that I know, people are very rarely content with that tape. So I had been working on a tape, but there was always something, something where I was like, no, I didn't, you know, I blinked too much one minute in something really neurotic that would prevent me from sending in a tape. So there was a, I had a college that was supposed to only be four hours away, but it was like seven hours away. So I, when I was driving back in from it, I was like real pissed and I had a show at the cellar that night. I didn't have time to go home between the show and dropping off the car. So I go into the gap and just got a change of clothes, like real, real mangy style. Sure. And I don't have that in your point. Um, real, real, just like, woof. So I go in and I do the set. And I was just like, I felt like I was just like on fire because I was like revved up because of that. I'm in these clothes that I. I'm just putting on for the first time, haven't gotten to go home in like 24 hours, get off stage. And then the next day I got a message from the booker and I had no idea that she was there. Of course, Thank God, which was great. So she got to see a 15 minute set and then she was like, here's things we could start pulling together to work on a late night set. So it was an ideal situation because if I had had to send her in a tape, I don't think I would have done it. Okay. Which also goes to show that I think people like just – Get something as good as you can, but then send it in to start getting feedback, you know? Uh-huh. Start the conversation. Be smart about it, but don't, like, put it off forever. So then she, um, I think it was probably, like, five months where we were going back and forth, and then I got the date to do it. I was going to do it the same night Bruce Springsteen was on. So I've I'm heard on- of him. Yeah, he, if you guys aren't familiar, Google <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. I pull up and... He's the only other guest, so there's tons of Bruce Springsteen fans outside going, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. It's a tinted window car. They think I'm Bruce. Uh-oh. So when I get out of the car, you hear a collective, hmm. <laughs> and then I heard someone go, boo! And I scuttled in and was like, oh, my God, what was that? And then someone <laughs> was like, they were saying, boo, Bruce. And I was like, uh. oh. So then Bruce went long, so I ended up getting bumped. Oh. And then I did it the next Monday. Oh, okay. Which worked out for the best because that that initial drop-off, I was like, what? Oh, my God, I'm getting booed for the first time in my life. And I'm, not, I'm just walking in and someone's going, boo. So... I was happy that I it got postponed. Yeah. Did this happen to Louie when he did the Tonight Show for the first time? Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Does everybody get booed? Boo! <laughs> and Bruce Springsteen has a huge following. Yeah. So it, the place, it was like a mob scene with Springsteen fans, which was cool to see, too. But when I went back a couple days later, it was much quieter. So you had to wait through the weekend then yeah. to come back? Did you get the... You- 
and I was moving that weekend. Oh. Yep. And filming something. Well, so. that's not stressful at all. Yeah, I was pretty stressed out, but it it worked out, and uh, we, I did it live, actually. It was live after the debates. Oh, wow. Yep. And it was fun. It really was, but people were like, oh, you didn't talk about politics. Good job. But I don't have any political material, so it wasn't even intentional. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, I can't take the credit for that. Because they're like, you didn't even talk about Trump. Of course, I don't have anything about Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to begin to throw my hat in that ring. There's so many extremely talented comedians and ones that are kind of brutal. But basically, everyone's, so many people are talking about Trump that I don't think that I could even do the subject justice, politics justice. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, so I just kind of. Where would I even? I wouldn't even. I don't know. I just keep it to myself and observations because other people are handling that sure. very well. Yeah, really well. Uh-huh. Really well. And if they're not, he's doing it to himself, which yes. is what a lot of people say now, right. and I think it's true. Totally. Yeah, you can't even make some of that stuff up. So, might as just we, he can. We can scratch our heads. And it's there a real it is. thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, how is uh, how is living in New York just in general? Do you have a you know, How small is the place you live? Do you have a good deal somewhere? 20 roommates? Man. So when I first moved to New York, I was one of those like classic. I was literally living in this basically a box in the middle of this guy's apartment that he just constructed. There was no closet, no air ventilation, no window. It was awful. So bad. But I couldn't get on a lease somewhere. Uh-huh. So it was like, okay, I guess this is just New York. And I started to get really depressed. And I was going to school and then doing open mics at night and doing starting to do some bar shows. But I was getting so depressed. And then a friend came and visited me and was like, Emma, of course you're depressed. You're living in – you're putting all your money into this box. Like this isn't even legal. Like there's no air circulation. There's no light. This is in, this is this isn't New York. Like this is awful for New York standards. Oh, no. Oh, no. So then I moved and I've never had anything like that since then. Okay. It was just like the first place and the guy was like, honestly, it's a good deal for New York. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you know, you better move on it now. I've got lots of offers. This is classic rip you off stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, sign me up. Living in just the, no, it was the middle of summer, everything. It was so bad. And then I kind of moved around. I lived in Harlem for a little bit. Love that. And then now I, I moved in with my girlfriend, and uh, we've got a good situation. Okay. I'm gone a good amount, but um, I like being in New York because you can just get a lot of stuff done. That's why car? I like it. No. No. Do you want one? Yeah, I love I love driving. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't want it in New York, but I love driving and listening to music. Mm-hmm. Sirius XM, man. Sirius XM. <laughs> I like listening to, like, just I just love driving and listening to music. What station do you, you go to if you're not listening to the comedy? Whatever's playing, like, crappy pop music, so, like, Pop 100. Oh, really? Just to be totally honest. I know. I'm sorry. I love that stuff. It puts me in a good mood. Uh-huh. And then I like more, like, cla- I like classic rock, too. But I also, I like, like, just, like, Z Top 100, just crap. I just, uh, one of my other jobs is I'm a, uh, I work at some of the stadiums around town here. Cold cold beer here. As yes. a beer vendor, walking up and down the stairs. Hustling. Yes. And I just worked the uh, Ed Sheeran concert. He was in town on Saturday. So would How you, was it? Was that, that you saw, okay, so you, I, you like, Ed you yeah. like Ed Sheeran, yeah. I right. wouldn't go, but 
if I went to concerts, yeah, I'd go. Yeah, yeah. I would go. How was it? Uh, I mean, I I left by the time he did like his huge hit song that's out now, the whatever that one is, Shape of You or Oh yeah, of Me or whatever. I heard a few that I recognized. I was done working. I went in and I watched like two or three songs. I mean, he saw, I'm not a fan. <laughs> he sounds really good. He sounds just like he does on the radio. I was impressed that he's got this giant stage behind him and it's just him and a guitar. So like, he doesn't have backup There or was anything? no backup band. Not when I was watching. Good Maybe that happened later, but it was just him and a guitar and he, the crowd was probably... I also worked a New Kids on the Block concert How recently. was that? That crowd was 95% female. 99 if I, I was exaggerating. I didn't know that they were still touring. Oh, yeah. And they can pack out a stadium? They had, yeah, 15,000, 16,000. That's crazy. Yeah. They were here with the uh, with Boys to Men, and then Paula Abdul was supposed to be performing as well. She bailed and did not show up the show here in Minnesota, so it was just Boys to Men and New Kids on the Block. But yeah, they sold the place out. The XL Center where our hockey team plays. She should be able, she should, unless she had a really good excuse, she can get like real sued for that. I probably well they did they put a sign up on the wall and it said if you know if anyone has she's not going to be performing if anybody uh doesn't want to attend the show anymore please please bring your tickets to the ticket office so i doubt there were many people that were like well fuck this paula yeah that's that's why they did that yeah so you two get over here yeah fine but you also see the weird things like uh lionel richie was supposed to do a show at the stadium earlier this year and about a, two weeks out they canceled it uh a week ago he was playing at the one one of the casinos there we go now was it the surgery and the back pain real or was it just like struggling to sell tickets and now you're over at the smaller venue selling out a stadium is a lot i'm su- i am impressed that boys to men and new kids were able to do that yeah me too actually was the, was most of the ladies older yes that must have been the night of their lives. They must have been losing it. <laughs> Emma, you have no idea. I mean, losing you can imagine. It. I can imagine. Uh, it was, and one of them even joked to me. It was, oh, because they said, uh, they're like, how are you having fun tonight? I go, yeah, you know, uh, beer, no! sale, like, beer sales aren't as good as like they're going to be Friday when Iron Maiden's here, but uh, they're pretty good. And she goes, Oh, are you saying the uh, moms out on a Wednesday night can't keep up with the Iron Maiden fans? Like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty you much. You should have been selling rosé. For Adele was here last year, and we did get wine to sell at those shows. Yeah, because I feel like wine, maybe vodka soda. Yeah, uh-huh. At a New Kids, maybe some tissues or something. Yeah, but... uh, Budweiser's a tough sell. Budweiser, yeah. Budweiser's a tough sell. So, so uh Ed Sheeran's on your radar. Yeah, I like Ed Sheeran. I would actually, if I was going to go to, I would actually, I would like to go to a Boys to Men concert. They're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. I'd just be interested to see that. And I love watching musicians, too. I just never, I don't go out and do that, but I love seeing, like, other performances. Like, I love storytelling. Mm Mm-hmm. I always loved, when I was starting out, I would love going to storytelling open mics more than stand-up comedy ones. Because it was just a little bit of a softer medium, than the comedy ones. And there, I liked going to music ones, too, because mm-hmm. they would just mix it up with who was there and who was in the audience. Yeah. Now, you said earlier you said you didn't listen to uh, comedy much growing up? Not at all. No? Parents didn't either? No. We didn't even have, we didn't have cable. I got cable when my parents got divorced, and then my dad was like, look, if you come spend time with me, I have all these channels. So he kind of used that as a bait to really? get to see his kids more. And it worked 
I'm very close with my dad. I mean, it worked really well on me. My sister was like, he lives like way in the middle of the woods and my mom lived more in town. So my sister was like, I want to be in town. I was like, I want to be near the TV. So <laughs> I got into it. I, the comedian I watched, this is going to sound so weird. I didn't know he was a comic. I just thought he was really funny, which is, I think a comedian is really doing a good job when you're not like, that's a stand-up comedian. You're just like, I like that guy. Yeah. I watched Bruce Bruce on Comic View. I just was always watching it. I didn't know that's what it was, that it was stand-up. But I just thought he was so funny. Wow. He was the first comic I ever saw. And then after that, I saw Seinfeld doing like little clips from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But I was, I, just, I was like, those are both comedians. Like, he's not like Bruce Bruce. It was very, those were the two, two and only comedians I saw growing up. Bruce Bruce and Jerry Seinfeld. Interesting. And I thought Bruce Bruce was just so silly. I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I, I kind of can still remember. He, he had jokes about how his people laughing without moving their mouth. I just I just was a Bruce Bruce fan. Funny. And then I didn't know he was a comedian. But I, you, I liked him. Have you since gone back and like kind of learned to watch more people, comedy from oh, the past? Yeah. Now I'll go back. I, I mean, I went through phases where I was just watching everything. I'll even I'll do comedy all night and then I'll go home and watch comedy. Really, you do? Probably unhealthy, because it, it, it's. I mean, people will be like, "You're watching more comedy." I just I don't know. I like watching comedy. You just get kind of addicted to it. It's mm-hmm. it's very. It just does something to your brain. But I discovered Richard Jenny. Yeah, he was one of the first comic. Platypus I man. Yes, I didn't discover. I wasn't the one in the back. Like you're gonna be a star. <laughs> Keep doing that. Keep doing uh, that thing. Colombo thing. Yeah. it's gonna work for you. I when I found him, I was like, I this guy, I love this guy. So I watched all his stuff, and then I googled him, and then I found out that he was dead. So that was a roller coaster. Oh, because I was like, oh, he's great. I gotta go see him. And then I was like, oh, he, he you found himself. out from Google. Oh no. Because none, of, no one in my family and none of my friends watched a lot of comedy, oh, no. so I was just doing all my own investigating. Yeah. Or Dane Cook, I got, I was like really into Dane Cook after his popularity dipped. So I was just like watching him. And, and then meanwhile, I, everyone's ripping on him. Everyone's ripping on him. Yeah. I went to go see Margaret Cho one time, but it was so crazy in there that I could hardly even hear. Her. It was at the Wilbur Theater, sold out. And we we paid, I think it was like $80 for tickets. And we had really, they weren't good seats. So this was like when she was super popular. Yeah. And it was diehard fans like screaming along with what she was saying. It was like a rock concert. But I wasn't familiar with her, so I just didn't know what was going on. Okay. Okay. The Wilbur Uh, Theater. Do you, uh, are you, how about like, let's see. So then when's the next, when's the next show you're doing with the, uh, the XM show with all the new Oh, the next XM albums? show. So we just had one come out, and the album on that was J.L. Calvone. Wait, was, did they play a new one on the 4th of July? Yeah. Is that good or bad? I don't know, but we just every, the first Tuesday at 3 p.m., first Tuesday of the month, so they'll have it on demand, but he did an album called 45's First 100 Days, and it, it's all him in character as Trump oh. doing songs and he does an incredible trump impression which i know people might be like oh i roll everyone's doing one his is really good trump's voice is oddly soothing in some weird way when i know it's not him i like love listening to it okay so he does so we did his album (laughs) just his cadence i don't know i've gotten there's something about it where it's very 
if I know it's not him, I can listen to it for a long hmm. time. If it's him, I don't really, I don't tune in that much. I'll usually read what he said. Yeah, we're at a stage at my house. Where, like we really enjoy watching uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Yes, and love how that show uh, just goes after what's going on in the world right now and points out like all these atrocities and the presidency and all that stuff. Love the show, but my wife is like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Trump is on every week, and I can't take him anymore. I love the show, and I love John Oliver, and I love the comedy, but I don't know if I could take it anymore because it's, it's just, Trump. And it's so much all the time. Yeah. Like, people now are just bringing every single thing back. Yeah. I did a panel show, and there was a guy on it who's a political blogger, and every single thing the host said, it could be about Amber Rose. He would bring it back to Trump. She was talking about Amber Rose, and he was like, well, this is the problem with America because we've got President Trump. I was like, oh, my God. We had just talked about Trump for like 20 minutes. And then she was like, and in other news. And then he was like, well, we need to be focusing on. And I was like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> was it because you were talking about her when she did the naked picture? She did the naked. Yeah. And then they had the back and forth where yeah. Pierce Morgan sent the picture of himself. Uh, he was like tweeting back and forth with her. Yeah. And they had quite the fiery exchange. Yes. But See, somehow- I pay attention to yeah, pop you, culture. You know. But somehow he brought that back to Trump. Wow. It's a skill. Wow. That's skill. probably why he gets asked to be on panels. Right. Yeah. To be that guy. Can you bring it? Can you be the Trump guy and just mm. get mad at Trump all the time? <laughs> but the next one of those is going to be the first Tuesday of the next month. And we don't know. So if, you, if you're if you a comic and you want to submit your album or it doesn't even have to be an album. If you want to play, we can play like clips of jokes. It's the check spot show at Gmail. And the producer listens to all of it and he'll pick people that don't have albums and he'll play their material too. But if you do have an album, submit that, and then we genuinely find albums through that. Yeah. And the producer listens to all of everything. I dip in and out, <laughs> but he will listen to all of everything. As far as you know. As far as I know, <laughs> unless he's telling me what I'm telling him. then. But You never know. As far as I know, he's listening to all of it. That's funny. I see that we've already done over an hour, so we should awesome. wrap this up. I appreciate you giving me all this time. Of course. I want to say, I want to give you one more compliment, and that from watching, uh, like I watched your clips on, um, well, I watched the Prairie Home Companion one, I watched the Stephen Colbert one, like I said, I even watched you on At Midnight. The voice you do as your mom... I don't know if this is happening, and maybe I'm going to say this, and you're like, oh, yeah, but that should be in a cartoon somewhere. Oh. <laughs> it's a great voice. Thank your you. voice alone, your, your natural voice is good. Her, that is cartoon. Ha, that should be I featured somewhere. I appreciate that. It sounds nothing like the poor woman. That doesn't matter. It's what I, I know I said. <laughs> my sister's husband said at best, he was like, it's just simply her essence. I mm-hmm. said, yes. When people first meet her, at first they go, your mom doesn't sound anything like their voice. And then if they spend some time with her, they go, I get it. They go, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I do an impression of my wife's grandmother that is sort of like that. Like, it doesn't it. really sound like her. Right. But, oh, you know, Ashley, you're going to call me. She doesn't really talk like, kind of. Where is she from? Uh, originally from Italy, but she's like been in the United States for, a, you know, 65 years or something. I can picture yeah. someone when you do that voice, though. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Yeah, it's the energy. <laughs> That's good. Is there anything else uh, we should be mentioning here before I cut you loose? Where people like all oh, on social media? Yeah, um, EmmaComedy.com. I keep all my stuff there. And then I love Instagram and Facebook. Not as into Twitter. If someone tweets at me, I'll tweet back. 
but I don't like, I'm not one of those people that's like pumping out my own tweets. I noticed that. Yeah, I'm not, but I love just Instagram. Promotion and stuff going on. Not so much firing out the jokes. And I love, I like talking to people on Twitter, but I love posting on Instagram and then Facebook. I'm like very active on that. Um, I'll keep trying with the Twitter. I just don't quite, I, it's never really clicked for me. I just saw, what is it, the Pew Research Center just put out a thing I saw yesterday that for all social media, the lowest by far of people using it is Twitter. Yes. Yeah. By far. That's great. Yeah. Well, because I feel like I'm, I don't know who the hell I'm talking to when I put something. I feel like I'm just like walking into like an empty abyss being like, ate a bagel. And then just no contact. Bagel, bagel, bagel. Exactly. Bagel. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe that's because I'm doing Twitter wrong, but I, I feel like there's just no context for whatever the tweet is. Yeah. <laughs> so I like Instagram because I can contextualize it with a picture. Well, that's what you need to do in the next, like, uh, well, you, I'm sure you leave town, what, Sunday probably? Yep. Yeah. You have time to go around. There's going to be some good weather. Take you got to get pictures. some good nature pics of Minnesota. All right. I'll do it. And yeah. I'll, t- I'll tag the podcast. Perfect. Uh, this has been great. Thank I, you. You're uh, you're a really good guest. I can tell that you're a host and other things. So I appreciate it. I, I appreciate that. And uh, people should come out and see you this weekend while they have a chance here yeah, please. in Minnesota. And the feature's funny. The host is great. So Yeah. Good, Mike good Lester. I don't I hear who else is working. I know Mike Lester is on the bill. And. We'll add in the other person who's Eric. Who else is working? Not we don't Rob. know. Oh well, it's you and uh, Mike Lester, and it's a good show. And Rob. Oh, Rob Burrill. Oh yeah, that so is a great lineup. Me, the features Mike Lester, and then Rob is hosting. Rob Burrill, very funny. Yes, there we go. There we go. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, guys.